Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to Feel Better with Tara Styles. I'm Tara Styles, and welcome to the show. Yay! All right, today, let's get right into it. I'm super excited to dive into this area of getting what you want, <laughs> which really means backing out of that a little bit and figuring out, really reflecting being honest with yourself of what you actually want. There's a little bit of manifesting in there that I'd love to get into today, trying to at least dismantle the wackiness around the culture of manifesting and hopefully just kind of use this as a connection point to working with everything that we know, everything that we feel to do our best to make the things that we want to happen, happen. So big topics today. Let's dive right in. I know we started this year off with feeling-based goals. And I love the idea and the practice of feeling-based goals because it really takes this, not only the pressure off of the actual goal, but the fear, the rigidness, the triggers, all of the uh, ah-ness around what some of our goals can be, especially when these goals are physical focused, whether it's being healthy or weight loss or weight gain or getting a certain amount of something to happen a career milestone, these kind of things, you know, and then, oh, the fear is what if it doesn't happen? Or why do I really want that in the first place? So I really love this practice of feeling-based goals. How do you want to feel? Let's move toward that. Yes. (laughs) Do you want more overall well-being in your body? Well, we can work on instead of a number on the scale or you know, a size of your bicep or whatever that particular thing is that you have in mind. (sighs) How do you want to feel? You want to feel well, you want to feel healthy, you want to feel vibrant. So moving toward ideas, thoughts, thoughts about yourself that lead to, of course, actions that get you closer toward that, moving toward that. 
So really taking the pressure away from a goal as one place. We all know, of course, by now how wrong it is, just straight up wrong, let alone not feeling good it is to have a number on the scale or have one career goal in mind, this kind of a thing. So of course, having an exact weight is not necessarily healthy. Yes, we can finally say that out loud and it's okay. (laughs) Of course, we want to be healthy, have energy, be vibrant. And this is different things for all of us. And there's healthy ranges and all of that for all of us. But it's triggering to start restricting, to start controlling your behaviors based around this arbitrary thing, like a goal on the scale that you want to happen. I remember years ago, back in my YouTube days, I made a little video about throwing away the scale. And this really wasn't meant to be directed at people that necessarily need the scale for intense health purposes, whether it's needing to gain weight or lose weight in a more focused manner. But this is really an idea of just get rid of that thing that says it can measure you exactly (laughs) because nothing can really measure you exactly when it comes to your overall well-being and, of course, how you feel and your goals and the things that you want. So I love this idea of manifesting, not being sitting down, wishing the universe gives you this thing that you think you want or you deserve or whatever that is, but manifesting as something a lot more practical. Manifesting is, at least in my experience so far, getting honest about what you want, what your goals are, thinking about that, giving yourself some non-distractionary time. (laughs) Is that a word? Non-distractionary, undistracted time, perhaps. (laughs) Alone time with yourself. Getting clear about what you want, thinking about it, meditating on it, perhaps. (sighs) Letting that idea of what you want really become a part of you, part of your way of thinking, not just about thinking about what you want, but a way of thinking about yourself, a way of moving yourself physically. I love that. And of course, the most important part of manifesting in my experience is what are you going to do about it? not just going to sit here and and wish it to happen or expect it to happen, but what are you going to do about it? So actions. And with yoga and with a lot of our wellness practices, goals can become a little bit wishy-washy. You know, wellness, well-being, yoga, such a huge topic, such a huge range of possibility, which is so cool. 
you can tailor your practice to work for you, to help you reach more balance in your life, help you reach more actual goals in your life. But it's easy to become a little bit wishy-washy with what your goals are and therefore not really be satisfied in what your practice is doing for you and then not be excited (laughs) to continue your practice after a while, kind of get burned out or bored or whatever that is for you and just say, well, this isn't really doing much for me. I'm going to do something else, (laughs) run or whatever that is, which could be fun too, of course. So I love this conversation around just getting really clear about what you want. Having a studio for so long is such a laboratory in so many things, of course, but getting to hang around with folks before and after, just like this. This is kind of a a digital version of that, (laughs) I suppose. But hanging around with people and getting to know them and what they want. You know, so many friends over the years wanted to be in a better relationship. That's a super solid goal, right? Why isn't the relationship thing happening for me? Why do I keep going out with the same kind of wrong person. What's happening? What's what's wrong with the world? <laughs> or really, what am I doing that I could perhaps do a little differently to achieve what I would like, which is a healthy, happy, fulfilling relationship? So that's that's a huge category, at least a lot of the folks I would meet and become friends with over the years were definitely hanging around in that. I remember some moments even before and after class where I would pull friends aside in my little office area that were coming in crying or coming in really upset, having just got off the phone with their partner or former partner, whatever it is. And I get to be that person that listens. And I'm really grateful for that. So hopefully I can pass along a little bit of that not just the stories and the experiences, but what I've learned from learning about yoga and hanging around people that have been doing it for longer than me, coupled with this decade or so long of laboratory, (laughs) lab time, you know, 10,000 hours, (laughs) a lot more than that, of just not only the yoga, but hanging around before and after in some way or another, talking about goals and then seeing those goals really come to life for a lot of people in a beautiful way, in a fast way. Things happen really fast when they happen. I love that about change, about goal reaching. Sometimes it feels like, oh, the thing's not happening. It's not happening. It's not happening. I'm doing the work. What's going on? Why is it not, not why is it not happening? Oh, it's frustrating. I can't even spit it out. And then all of a sudden it happens. And you're in this new world. You've gone through the wormhole and everything's better now. Everything's changed. You're on the other side. And from that other side, you can also kind of appreciate, oh, I needed to go through all of that crap, essentially, (laughs) in order for this to happen. So I'm thinking of 
relationship friends for sure. And seeing how the consistent good thing or one consistent good thing in, in their lives coming through was taking care of themselves through coming to the yoga studio every day or, you know, at least a few times a week, putting in the time for themselves. And I have the fun job. I get to lead the class and look around with my eyes, with my heart, with my center, with my chi, at what's going on out there in the room. Watching people reflect as they move, have this time for themselves while they're doing this beautiful practice that's moving toward balance, a healthy range of strength and mobility. There's so much right there if you're willing to look at it. And this is why I've always loved to lead yoga in the simplest way possible by feeling myself, noticing what's going on with me and not blabbing about that in the moment. Also not telling anybody how to feel. That's in my idea of leading yoga, a huge offense that I could make telling somebody how they should be feeling in a certain pose when that's not so nice. <laughs> and and interrupting whatever they are currently feeling that would be leading them to progress. So essentially my role as a guide in helping people reach their goals is to create this process where feeling becomes possible. Create a structure where reflection becomes possible. Create a structure that's physically and emotionally leading toward a healthy range of strength and mobility. And if anyone is a little bit curious in the class of improving themselves or moving toward a goal, if anyone has any idea of something they're working toward, they're going to be able to get so much out of that for themselves. And I get so happy about this because for me, it's like being a secret ninja or a little bit of a a secret superhero. I essentially am part of the process, but I also become invisible. And the people live this feeling through what I'm presenting, through what I'm showing and guiding. I think of myself much more as a guide of feeling and movement that invokes goals or moving toward a better, a better way or a healthy range of balance than teaching people how to get into yoga poses. For me, that's just super boring. <sighs> when a yoga pose becomes your goal, you're definitely going to get bored because you're either going to be able to do the yoga pose <laughs> or, or not be able to do the yoga pose. And maybe in there you hurt yourself a little bit 
and you can't do yoga for a while because you pushed yourself a little too hard. <sighs> it's just boring. <laughs> it's even boring to talk about for me. But it's necessary to talk about because yoga is so visual and the poses are what we see. And when we really go deeper in yoga, the poses are not important. How you get from one place to the other place is important. A pose becomes just one moment along the way to every other moment. <laughs> and that's the exciting part. So when I can do a good job of leading movement connected to breath, connected to feeling, and observe how people are reacting, how people are feeling, I start to get little clues of what's going on with people. I start to see my friend in the back left corner processing what I could guess might be a breakup. <laughs> I start to see my friend in the front left corner processing what I think might be a career change. And if I can lead clearly enough where I'm not taking up my extra energy and time and imposing my ideas about what I think people should be feeling in certain places of the movement, then I have all of this extra energy to actually pay attention, to look around, and see what's going on with people. And to me, that's so energizing. It's the coolest thing <laughs> about being a leader, being a yoga guide. <laughs> a guide is someone who takes someone somewhere that they've been before, literally shows the way. And that's it and has some care in mind of keeping that person safe, has some interest in how the person is doing along the way. That's a guide. We started using this word guide right from the beginning. I didn't like the word teacher for myself. I just felt too young to be a yoga teacher. It felt very overwhelming for me and also a little bit ridiculous. The word teacher is important. I don't think there's anything wrong with the word in its form, but <laughs> I didn't want to teach anybody yoga. I wanted to share yoga. And this kind of language was very strange back then. A lot of folks have adopted it now, I see. <laughs> Not necessarily the, the way that I've had in mind or the way that now our Strala community has in mind, but a lot of people just slap words on things because they sound good, right? So you'll find out there, a lot of folks use the word guide and share and lead. And that's cool. But I really think it's cool if the experience of leading and receiving is also changing in a healthier way, in a more balanced way, <sighs> in a less trying to fix people or tell people how to feel 
and share an experience that's wonderful and beautiful that you're also constantly improving in with people and then using all of that extra energy where you would perhaps be saying something that I would think would be obnoxious, but using that extra energy to listen, to observe, to gain clues. And then you can have wonderful conversations with people about their goals afterwards because you've listened and you have a little bit of a clue. Oh, I can go over and talk to my friend Allison right now to see what's going on with her. I don't have to say anything. She just opens up and says, you know, I've been having a really hard time with my relationship and dating all the wrong people. But I'm just here and I'm taking good care of myself. So having that in mind, wanting a healthy relationship is a huge step. And then we have our yoga practice. So what I love about a yoga practice is looking at what's going on with a person or just in general. You've got, first of all, this balance between strength and flexibility. Usually someone who's having a hard time with relationships, not all the time, but this is one extreme, is too open, almost too flexible, or favoring the flexibility rather than the strength. We might get to holding a plank pose and and they might give up sooner than they need to. They might kind of linger in a flexibility moment, overindulge, if you will, and not be moving more in a balanced way, but by using their yoga to enforce the current bad habit. So talking about it a little bit afterwards is kind of cool. There's this huge opportunity specifically with yoga. Yoga is the tools of life (laughs) in this way. I was favoring flexibility when I first started yoga. I was in my late teens and early 20s. I was excited about life. I was stomping around New York, doing all kinds of different things, meeting all kinds of different people. And then I would go to a yoga class and the teacher would usually be really excited that I was flexible. And I would be the one that, (laughs) it was silly to me, but I would be called to the center of the room to demonstrate some back bendy position. And then I would do it. And the teacher would get me deeper into it with her hands manipulating my body. And then everyone would clap. And it didn't leave me feeling very good. (laughs) I'm not someone that needs attention and clap in the middle of a yoga class to feel better about myself. But that particular style of yoga didn't address that. That particular style of yoga doesn't exist anymore because the the founder has been canceled. (laughs) So these things happen. Eventually we figure out, oh, okay, maybe that's not the best idea for people. It just didn't feel right for me. It didn't ruin my life or anything. I bounced out and really didn't go back. But I also knew that, oh, wow, I favor flexibility 
And this practice right now is moving me in an extreme direction of something I'm already good at. But somehow I got a clue that I should be working on strength, physical strength, emotional strength, boundaries. (laughs) I met my friend Terry Cole, who's a prolific teacher of boundaries and many things. She's also a psychotherapist. (laughs) She's been a, a personal friend. Good to have a good friend who is also a psychotherapist because you're having conversations with them and they're they're saying, uh-huh, uh-huh, are you sure? How, how's that going for you? <laughs> you know, similar to having a, a yoga guide as a friend, I suppose. Oh, how are you feeling? Oh, how's that going for you? <laughs> so Terry, in not so many direct words, told me that I should be working on my boundaries. <laughs> and that was great. I'll link a conversation I had with her in the description here. It's free for anyone. It's on the Strala Yoga app in our guest guide section. And she kind of dives deeply into boundaries, specifically for people who do yoga, which I think is really incredible. It's so easy to favor what you're already good at when you're doing anything physical, especially yoga. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. So back to goals. For me personally, when I started doing yoga, I didn't have a goal. I was very overwhelmed in a beautiful way by all of it. I thought, whoa, this is the spaceship of life. I'm going to be on for a ride. This is a tool I would like to use to stay connected to myself in some way and learn about life and learn about sort of what's under the layer of life, the deeper stuff. And I stayed with that for a while. And staying with that, is a little bit dangerous after a while, I would say, for myself. You can easily be pulled by your things that you see or the teachers around you in all kinds of directions. At a certain point, you don't really know why you're doing the thing that you're doing. (laughs) And I see why cults are so easily formed and controlling groups, things like this especially in yoga, because it's so open, it's so vast, and it has this emotional component to it. Oh, you're not going to get this in your regular life. You're not going to get this if you're affiliated with a church. You're not going to get this to your family. You know, it's sort of this exclusive thing. You're only going to get this here. But if you have 
a goal in mind, then you're less susceptible to any of that nonsense, any of those communities that, again, hopefully are just dissolving because we have more language around it now and more more bad things have happened that people are willing to talk about. It's not that bad things didn't happen before 2020. (laughs) It's that there wasn't really a language and consensus and enough people coming forward to talk about it. So here we are talking about it. So for me, my goals with yoga became a little bit more clear over time. And it started to become about balance. I was super flexible and open and doing a million things. And I guess you could say spreading myself thin, but not really having one solid direction. I didn't really see it necessary for myself at the time, but I knew eventually I wanted to have more stability in my life. So I literally started working on movements that would build more boundary, build more stability, build more strength. I say strength last because it's not about first getting strong, building muscles and those kinds of things. That's a result of focusing mentally, thoughtfully, and action-wise on stability, on boundaries and strength. So I would straight up hold a plank pose for as long as I could at home in my apartment in New York, you know, <laughs> and, and do it without swaying my back or arching my back. I would just hang there, breathe. I started to notice I could move a little bit in that, sway a little bit in that, and still find that stability. And as corny as it sounds, my life started to change. <laughs> I met Mike. I wasn't quite ready to meet Mike emotionally. You know, I was still dating around and having fun and all of that. But when I met him, I knew, oh, I have in some way called this into my life by doing a plank pose in my apartment all the time. And here the plank pose in its physical form of human has shown up for me. (laughs) Wow. Around that time, I was doing things that were leading to more things that were also stabilizing me as well. I was making YouTube videos consistently. People started watching them. I had no idea what that meant, but it was fun. And it started leading to more opportunities to do yoga for events, for blogs, for DVDs, (laughs) this kind of a thing. I started to make the connection. So first, I needed that stability in order to have anything to stand on. I needed a foundation just for myself, (laughs) for my own way of being in the world. Otherwise, I'm like water without the glass. You just pour me and I go in any direction. (laughs) So I needed that glass and then I could pour that water back in. So once I started feeling, okay, I feel pretty strong, pretty stable, pretty connected here. What else do I want? Now I started to think about this kind of big concept as well, but connecting and expanding, connecting and expanding. 
And I would think about this all the time. I would write down in my little journal about it. I would write blogs about it. I would think about it. Think about the practice as a physical and emotional act of connecting and expanding, breathing in, breathing out. How your breath moves you in a connected and expanded kind of way. And guess what? (laughs) My life started to connect and expand. You could draw a map on our in-person studio in the middle of New York City, and then all of the places, things started to expand. I started to get to go to Berlin and France and Tokyo, then Dubai and (laughs) all around Asia, Australia, so many places expanding. And I would always come back, connect, 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 expand, connect, expand. So this was my feeling that I was chasing after as well or manifesting. Not everyone has this goal. I've always, since I was a little kid, wanted to meet people from all around the world, to have friends all around the world, to be able to see the world and have a purpose not just seeing as a tourist, but have a purpose while I'm other places. So this started to happen for me. Literally, opportunities would come my way to go other places. Whether it's for a book launch, a talk, a yoga class. And then, you know, for me, I'd have a few opportunities that would get me there. And then I'd use my mind (laughs) to think about, well, what else can I do while I'm here? What else can I collect and make happen and gather in this community-centered way? And I would stay and lead a class or a workshop or an intensive, something like that. So connect and expand. And I still feel like I'm in that goal of connect and expand for sure. I love that. (laughs) I'm definitely in more of a connect phase right now than expand. Simply because of where we all are in the world right now. Haven't traveled in almost three years. We're going to Berlin in the summer for a training. That'll feel expansive, I'm sure, and super fun. But being here in our home studio, every day, connecting online with our Strala Yoga app, every day, leading a class, every day, doing things here that are for other people and for myself as well, writing about my experience, thinking about my next projects, making this podcast as an act of connection with myself and with you. Hello, hello. (laughs) But again, that's a goal of mine to connect and expand. I had a meeting with uh, the folks who set up this podcast for me and they're very nice and they're very excited that I'm doing it and I'm excited as well. But I forgot that it's a business for some people. (laughs) For me, it'd be nice if this is a little bit of a business. Sure, that would be cool. And when something becomes something else and it frees up 
opportunity to do something else, or I can use the the resources from one thing to go to the other thing. So that kind of lends into my conversation about my views on money and work. But I forgot a little bit that the people working on the other side of this have real goals for this podcast, <laughs> view counts and impressions and things like this, which is, you know, super important, I suppose, <laughs> but maybe not at all. But my goal here with this podcast is to connect and expand to help anybody listening gain a little bit of inspiration for yourself to find a goal that you really want and know that there's nothing wrong with that. You deserve great things to happen. Those great things aren't just for other people to have. They're for you as well. I'm just a kid from Illinois, and somehow I've got to enjoy so much of life. And I feel so lucky and privileged and happy. And like I've worked really hard for things too, but so much comes into play with helping your goals happen. So I think it's important to have perspective and be realistic as well. Although a lot of people definitely thought my goals were unrealistic (laughs) in the beginning and still do. What are you doing? But only you can see that vision for yourself. Only you can see that version of you that's happy, that's healthy, that's living somewhere else, that's in that great relationship, that's beaming with energy every day, that's cooking, whatever it is for you, you are the only one that will ever be able to see that goal for yourself. I know I I told Mike I was starting a podcast and he just looked at me sideways. What? (laughs) You're already at the limit of what you're able to do. You have a live yoga class every day. You're writing a book. You have a child. (laughs) Yeah, I know, but I want to do it. I have ideas about this. I talk to people anyway all the time. This is such a structured thing for me. When I talk to people all the time about yoga and people write to me about their issues or maybe something I could help with or pass them along to a doctor friend or something like that, that's all really fun for me, but that fits into the category of expansion or extension or openness. And I can, with my own tendencies, go for that forever and naturally splay out essentially into the splits, into that extreme backbend. So having this place, by the way, still please write to me. I love, (laughs) I love, love, love it. Don't stop writing in and leaving voicemails and all of that. But the act of the, the conversations all over the place are beautiful. And then having this one place to strengthen, to condense, to be here 
is not natural to me, but it's useful. It's like in the beginning of my yoga practice when I realized, okay, I'm really okay at flexibility. I'm not really that flexible, but I'm more flexible than I am strong. So instead of leaning into my flexibility, I'm going to lean into getting stronger. Instead of leaning into one-on-one conversations forever, I can still do that. I can still do my flexibility in my yoga practice. By the way, it's not just plank pose. It's everything. But I can lean into, I can create an activity for myself, like a podcast, where I talk about these issues in a more focused way. So here's another activity that I've given myself (laughs) that will reach all kinds of other experiences or other events. One thing always leads to another, which is so cool. So I would encourage you when you think about goals to not shy away from the things that you actually want would definitely move away from fear-based goals, things that make you feel bad about yourself for sure. But, you know, stand up into, oh yeah, I would love to travel more. I would love to be in a good relationship. I would love to cook more. I would love to have a regular yoga practice. And how to create a regular yoga practice for yourself, a huge part of that mental emotional motivation, inspiration to do that is to know what the heck your goal is. Why are you doing this practice every day? Okay, you want to feel better. Great. That's a good start. What else? I want to live a long time so I can be old and wrinkly and Daisy can make fun of me and and squeeze my skin. (laughs) She loves to squeeze the elbows of her great-grandmother. She thinks that's really squishy and nice. (laughs) So I want to have those squishy and nice parts for Daisy to squeeze. So that's why I practice yoga. I practice yoga so I can have more mental power to read and write and think about things that I like to think about. And yoga gives me that energy and that mental excitement to do that. I do my yoga practice so I can balance myself. I'm a lot more strong now than I am flexible because I've had Daisy inside of my body and then outside of my body that's changed myself. My back, lower back is a lot more stable than it was in my pre-Daisy days. (laughs) It doesn't mean that I don't work on flexibility, but I ease into backbends a whole lot more now than I did when I first started. And I could just whack myself into anything, (laughs) especially for a photo shoot or something I needed to do. Oh, you need me to hold a dancer pose with my foot on my head for five minutes? Sure. I'll just stay here while you adjust the lighting and it's okay. Go out to lunch, have a sandwich. I'm just going to hold it forever and prove to myself that I can do this ridiculous thing just because I can. Now I'm not going to force myself to do that because it's really not good for myself. And I know that I need to ease into backbends a whole lot more because my body's changed and that's okay. 
I have more strength now. I have more mama power now. (laughs) And I can still be open to new ideas from people. I can be less rigid. That's something that flexibility gives me now. Compassion, sympathy, the ability to relate to people who are different than me or people who are exactly the same as me (laughs) and not be frustrated by my own self, my own qualities. So this is what flexibility gives me now. I don't need to go and pound the pavement and find a million people to do anything with. I need to stay focused and do the yoga every day for myself and with people because that's also fun for me. Having this opportunity is also another opportunity to stay focused, to gain energy, to remain calm. (laughs) So goals change. But knowing what yours are and allowing yourself to have a goal, to give yourself periods of time where you sit down again and you say, okay, it's not the new year anymore. What's my goal right now? What do I want now? What am I working toward now? And this isn't a manic manifesting thing. It's not a fear-based new year, new you thing. It's a you deserve to feel better thing. You deserve to enjoy and to have balance and to move toward progress. So hopefully that's exciting for you. All right, enough from me right now. Let's uh, listen to a voicemail. Here we go. Well, hello, Tara. Hello, guides. It's Viv here. This has been my year for saying yes. And 22 is going to be all about yes. And that takes a lot of courage and strength. Um, And I'm finding that quite hard sometimes. It's a very vulnerable place to put yourself. For example, I've just joined um, a huge writing community. Um, Writing is one of my passions. And uh, I've been working on a book for a quite a long time. But um, I'm also, I also put my two front foot forward, front foot forward, (laughs) I don't know, best foot forward, and said yes to um, hosting these sessions, which is with uh, about 200 people every day. And that took some courage. But my point here, I suppose, is that every time I do anything new, or that takes a little bit of courage, I always have to keep coming back to center. And if I don't move my body, though I need to move it every day. And I kind of seize up a little bit. So I just get off my seat and move with ease, thanks to you. And then I can kind of challenge anything. So yeah, I hope you guys can all say yes this year as well. Big love to all of you. I do miss the community. Ah, Viv. Viv is amazing. I know Viv pretty well. I think she's in London now with her family. So I love this, this year of yes. So Viv is a strength powerhouse. (laughs) I totally get the reverse of me, which is really cool, which is so much of Viv. She's so strong. That flexibility is the thing that she's working on right now with saying yes. Either get one or the other. I think I talked about this in the flexibility 
podcast, but really it's oversimplifying, but you're either flexible or you're strong physically, emotionally open, or, you know, really good at staying centered, (laughs) one or the other. And then it's really up to you if you work in your life, moving toward balance, being open to the other side of yourself, which is strength or flexibility. So that yes, uh, yes, that's extreme openness, which, oh my gosh, I can imagine must feel very vulnerable. Strength for me feels vulnerable. Coming into my own, saying no feels vulnerable (laughs) to me. Oh, what if they don't like me if I say no? (laughs) But I know better than that. I have to sit down, move with ease, as Viv reminds us, and don't let my little imbalanced nature be the truth because it's not. Saying yes for Viv feels super vulnerable because she's so stable. She's so strong. She's such a good person. She's such a good leader. I remember in Berlin, she was making sure everyone was okay. (laughs) She's the one making sure everybody knew where the cafe was from the studio. She was a co-leader of the event with me. She just is that person. She's the mama bear. So I get that. You have one or the other. And good on Viv for being brave of opening up and saying yes. I can't wait to read your book, by the way, Viv. It's amazing, I'm sure. So let's do a simple meditation to find out what the heck our goals are so we can get them in our mind, get them in the, in the world in that way, get them in our thoughts and get them in our actions. All right, let yourself be cozy here, a little sway a bit side to side or forward and back. Notice your breath moving through you. And notice how you feel. And this process right here might feel uncomfortable, might feel a little bit selfish or a little bit indulgent or something else. And that's okay. Ask yourself, what do you want? I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. (laughs) Literally, what do you want? Just to know that what you want is not selfish. What you deeply, truly desire is not selfish. It's the opposite of selfish. When you honor yourself and honor what you actually desire, 
You're becoming more of your natural self. You're becoming more balanced. The people around you are able to be more balanced when you become more balanced. You're acting beautifully when you acknowledge yourself, when you acknowledge what you want. We get into trouble when we don't acknowledge what we want. We start to act a little shifty, start to pretend, start to copy. We start to judge ourselves and judge other people a little bit too much. So what do you want? Make this about you. Your life is yours. Do you want more well-being? To have energy, to have enthusiasm, to have health? Do you want more out of your career? Do you want to be recognized more for your work, for the ideas you have, for the community gathering that you do? Do you want to experience the world in a new way? Do you want a relationship that feels fulfilling? Maybe it's the current one that you have. Maybe it's something that isn't in your life yet. Do you want a friend group that you don't have that's fulfilling? Can you see these people? Can you see this relationship? Can you see this career? Can you see this experience of your own health and well-being? Can you see it? And let yourself see it. Of course you can see it. Just look at it. Look at you. Look at this version of you. Look at how cool you are. (laughs) How awesome you are. How confident. How strong. How capable. How fun. You're so fun. Likeable. Comfortable. At ease. You put other people at ease just by being yourself. By getting clear with what you actually want. Let yourself marinate with that for a little while. Let it infuse your thinking, how you think about yourself. We don't need to try to convince other people to think about us a certain way as much as we do need to convince ourselves to think about ourselves in a certain way. Become that goal you want mentally. Become it intellectually. Become it physically with what you choose to do in every moment. Be it now. And then it will eventually surround you. And you won't be surprised (laughs) because you deserve it. You deserve to be well. You deserve to call in the help that you need to be well. You don't need to do everything alone. 
become that version of yourself in your mind. It's not an act. It's not pretending. This is not superficial. This is not about acquiring handbags. This is about you remembering who you are and getting the world caught up (laughs) by living your life in the way that perhaps you were meant to live it when you are in balance with yourself, when you're moving in a better way, when you're looking at what's easy for you and acknowledging yourself for that and then saying, okay, let me go work on the things that don't come as easily. And with that action, so many cool things happen. Take a big inhale. Long exhale. My goodness. (laughs) That was a fun one for me. Hopefully that was a fun one for you. And if it helps to reach your goals, if you feel any pull to practice daily, we're there every day. (laughs) And of course, after the live as well, you can practice along on the Strala Yoga app. But do the things that are good for you. Take care of yourself. Get clear with what you want (laughs) so we don't become a mishmash of everything. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited right now. (laughs) I feel very motivated. (sighs) So let me know how it goes. Leave me a voicemail with uh, any thoughts you have about this one on getting clear manifesting your true desires. You deserve them. You deserve to have everything you want. That's real. We'll gather around and support you in that too. You're not alone. So big hugs. Take good care and see you soon. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 